You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn cross country and track and field news and discussion. I'm your host Jessica Loomis and tonight my husband Kyle and I are here to discuss the Vanderbilt Invitational that took place on January 17th and 18th. Second meet of the season, and this one had two days of competition as opposed to one at UAB. That's an interesting dynamic there. I wonder why they chose to do one for UAB and two for the Vanderbilt Invitational. Well, it depends on how many people show up to the meet and how many heats you have to have per event. So, well, I, I, you know, it's always interesting to me here because, you know, you and I talked about a lot last episode about how they were doing some weird um, distance races and yeah. things like that. Like 300 meters, you griped a lot yeah, about that. Yeah, don't talk to me about that. <laughs> She's still bitter about that one. Still mad. I, I just find it interesting. Like, I know it's all dependent upon who can come to the meets, how many people are there, what those teams are bringing to and what in terms of what the competition is going to shape up to look like right but i just find it interesting that it's so drastic the difference between uab to the vanderbilt invitational that there's that many more uh, events in this one well i mean like i said it's all about i would think all about how many you how many different teams how many different colleges are coming to the event Vanderbilt Invitational is historically a much bigger invite than UAB. That, that was going to be my next question. Do you it, historically this is probably yeah the significantly more high larger one? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess when you think about UAB versus Vanderbilt, that is technically a higher profile school in terms of right. an SEC conference. Well, and you think about the level of competition they bring. True, true. UAB nothing against them; they just don't attract the same thing that a Vanderbilt does, and they might Correct. even have better facilities than UAB does. Correct, exactly. So um, before we get into all of the events, let's talk about a few highlights. So for the women, we had Jennifer Dietrich. She placed second in the 800 meter, but more importantly to me, she earned a new indoor PR of 2 minutes, 18.46 seconds. Look, go over there with your little PRs. All I care about is my girl brought home a silver medal for the ladies. Yep. To me, that's all that matters. You know I like that bling bling. Oh, my So anytime we can bring home the bling bling, that's what I like. Well, then I guess I got to talk about the men, too, because it's all PRs. Craig Clark set a PR. Come on, guys, you can do better. <laughs> no, PRs are what we're here for, Kyle. Okay. Craig Clark set a PR in the 60 meter hurdles with a time of 8.35 seconds. Eric Ebel set a PR in the men's weight throw with a toss of 17.94 meters. And James Corson set a PR in the pole vault with a vault of 5.1 meters. My guys did good. I understand they the did PRs. great. Yes. And you know what my favorite thing to watch was James and his pole vault because yeah. when he cleared that. And then stood and watched it to make sure the bar wasn't going to fall. He was so excited. I think we all were just thrilled for him. Oh, so you actually got to watch this one I live? Did. It's on Twitter too. Look so if anybody wants to go back and research. see it, it's not just us looking at. It's stats. not just a pretty face over here. I actually know things. Are oh, you talking about me? Mm. Pretty face over here. Mm. Okay. 
Next thing. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the highlights there. Let's jump right into the rest of the stats throughout the Vanderbilt Invitational. We'll start off with women's 60 meters. Uh, we have three new competitors. We did not run in this in the UAB Invitational. So uh, for Destiny Charles, who finished 11th out of 30 competitors, uh, she ran that in 7.71 seconds. Tyler Colbert, 7.77 seconds in 16th place and 18th. Hope Igbenogany, 7.81 seconds. So it's nice to see Hope. We were talking about her on our preseason podcast. Completely forgot about her. And, well, we talked about how it's Noah's brother. Like, we're so excited. Noah's brother. Oh, yikes. Noah's sister. Noah is her brother. Apologies for that, Hope. (laughs) I was thinking Noah is her brother, and she is a sister, and that came out wrong. Anyway, um, but we are so excited to see Hope, and we also saw her in the 200 meter that you're about to talk about. So I'm happy to finally have another Igbenogany to talk about. Well, so I'm happy to see the family is still represented there, but, you know, our mouths are not happy that we have to verbalize Igbenogany every single time. Just again, go with my thing, say it confident, and say it quickly, because I'm not sure that we're pronouncing Tyler's last name properly. I'm kind of... How would you you say that differently? Cobert. Colbert? Ah, like Colbert. Yeah. Oh, I see what you So I'm not sure that we're pronouncing a lot of these names correctly. Basically, any athletes that you are listening to this or families or friends of these athletes, if you we want to apologize. correct us, if you want to correct us, just share us on social media. Twitter is probably the best place. Tell us how to pronounce it better because, you know, hey, we're learning this just like we're learning other things on this yeah. podcast. But my point is, quickly... And confidently, and that's what you can do. I can do neither of those two things. Okay, so 200 meters. The women's 200 meter, we had three competitors. Again, we did not run in this in the UAB Invitational. Uh, Myra Mack, 24.77 seconds for ninth place out of 56 competitors. Fantastic. Tyler Colbert? <laughs> Maybe. 25.3 seconds for 16th place out of those 56. And then Hope Ignogany. Again, with the time of 25.98 seconds, 31st out of 56 seconds. Sarah Little ran this last... 56 places. 56 places here. Sarah Little ran it last time, uh, but not in this race. Correct. So moving on to some distance or longer distance um, events, we've got the women's 800 meters. So we had one competitor, Jennifer Dietrich, like we talked about. Um, She ran a time of 2 minutes, 18.5 seconds. Then for the women's mile, the eight, the sixteen hundred meter, we had Abby Zane with a time of four minutes fifty nine point five seconds and a thirteenth place finish out of forty two athletes. Gigi Maddox with a time of five minutes nine point three seconds and a twenty seventh place finish, and then Hannah Tarwater with a time of five minutes eleven point seven seconds and a thirtieth place finish. Again, these are cross country girls. Names are very familiar with. You. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they didn't run last time in the UAB Invitational, so it's nice to see them doing a different race this time around and kind of getting used to those different distances they can run. I agree. And it's nice to see that, for the most part, we've got Gigi and Hannah, again, staying close together. And it's nice to train together with somebody. It absolutely is. I'll do the women's 60-meter hurdle. Natasha Jordan, she ran it in 8.67 seconds. Uh, for sixth out of eight in the finals. And then Kiara McCarl, she got 9.32 seconds uh, with a 25th out of 37 competitors. So I'm just really proud to see that one of our athletes made it to finals. Yes. You know, that's a huge deal to actually make it to finals. So I'm proud. Well, it's Natasha, Natasha too. You know, we talked a lot about right. Natasha is our ath- athlon athlete. She is. And so we've seen, we, we've been wondering too, I think last episode, would we start seeing her not just do well in the 
athlons, but in some of these more individual yep. competitions where we see her start to break out in some areas. And maybe this is one of those she can continue to get better at. Yeah. Uh, for the women's high jump, again, Natasha Jordan with a jump of 1.75 meters. And that gets her third out of 25 competitors. Bringing home the bronze. Kiara McCarl again, 1.6 meters for 17 out of 25. I love it when we can bring home the bling. <laughs> you are all about the bling, That's sir. Exactly, you know, it's what I love. It's what we're here for. It's what, it's what I'm here for. Oh, apparently. my gosh. Okay, so the women's long jump. So we got Sarah Little with a jump of 5.5 meters, which is significantly farther than last meet at UAB, where she only jumped 5.32 meters. So proud of that. And she got a 17th out of 31 athlete finish. Then a new name to me, yep. Imani Jones, with a jump of 5.42 meters and a 20th place finish. So I love seeing all of these new faces. It really, really just makes my heart happy. Well, we got a lot of that in the last meet, and we figured maybe maybe less new names this time. But so yep. far, we've seen Hope, we've seen Imani, a couple other new names, yeah. like Kiara McCollum that's just jumped up here. So even though we've lost some bigger names that are not competing this year, like Noah or... Um, Help me here. The other football players that are no longer yeah, there. Sean. Uh, uh, Sean and yeah. uh, why, why am I blanking? Uh, Mr. Anthony Fast. Sh- Anthony, yeah. Mr. Fast. Anthony Short. Uh, we are getting a lot of new names to be excited yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. So, And we also saw Imani Jones in the women's triple jump, which makes sense since she competes in the long jump. So she placed 16th out of 19 athletes with a jump of 11.64 meters. All right. We're going to start going into some throwing things. These Your are favorites. My favorite areas here. Uh, we'll start with women's shot put, Jocelyn Budwig, with a throw of 15.16 meters. That's ninth out of 21 competitors. Uh, Tori McKinley, she got 10th out of 21 with a throw of 14.93 meters. And then Mara, I messed this one up last time. Mara Hewalt. Mara Hewalt, 14.28 meters on her throw, 16th out of 21 competitors. And then we'll keep going on to the women's weight throw. Maddie Malone, 21.21 meters on her throw there. Her second out of 22 competitors, bringing home the silver. And I think this one was just a little bit under her, oh no, yeah, a little bit under her throw at the UAB Invitational. Yeah, so at UAB, she threw 21.33 meters. So I didn't look, but it is interesting to see if she had thrown as well as she did that meet, if she would have placed first. Yeah, I'm, I'm always interested to look back and see, like, and it's hard to say because, you know, it's two right. different Right, every different, different day, yeah, completely different, but just... Just to speculate is always mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, continuing with the women's weight throw, Jocelyn Budwig, again, 17.37 meters on her throw for 13th out of 22, and Danielle Gregory, is that the name for us? Yes. Uh, I believe yeah. this time. Yeah, I don't remember Danielle at all. Uh, last time, 16.04 meters for 16th out of 22nd. Again, I think the throws are going to continue to dominate for Yep, us. I agree. So now we get into the men. So for the men's 60 meter, we had Christopher Grant with a third place finish in the finals with a time of 6.71 seconds. Then we had Jason Reese with a time of 6.87 seconds, which is significantly faster than his UAB time of 6.98. Um, and he placed 10th out of 37 athletes in the prelims. And Brandon Smiley with a time of 6.95 seconds and a 17th place finish. So moving on to the men's 200 meter, we had Nathaniel McRae, which I'm not familiar with this name. Are you? No, I haven't recognized a lot of names now. Okay, so now he did compete last week in the 300 meter. So I guess we are familiar with him, just not familiar with him in the 200 meter. I should clarify. 
So Nathaniel ran a time of 22.52 seconds and placed 25th out of 38 competitors. Can we take a little tangent here for a second? Do it. You as a runner, and I know you were a distance runner, so not like the sprint. Hey, 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 I did a 400. You were not a you were not a speed runner. You were a distance runner. Okay, as, as okay, middle distance runner. Does it affect you as a runner um, when you have to run in something weird like the three hundred yes. last meet, and then now all of a sudden you're on the two hundred? Yes. But I would think it would help no. you in a good way. No, let me just tell you. So as we've said, I was a middle distance runner. So I did the four hundred and the eight hundred. Those were my two best events. Not that I was great, but <laughs> <laughs> I did qualify for state individually. So, you know. Oh, so my goodness here. <laughs> Woo. Um, so I would run, like I said, the 400, the 800, 4x4, four 4x8. Four, four so those were my four events that I would do for the day. And one meet, my coach was like, hey, they have a 600. I'm going to throw you in that. I was like, what the what? So I knew how to run the 400. I knew how to run the 800. I knew how to pace myself. I knew, you know, everything. You put me in a 600, I was like a fish out of freaking water. I had no idea what to do. Because if you run your 400 speed for an extra 200 meters, you're dead. You're going to fall off the track and die. If you run your 800 speed for the 600, you're going to be lapped pretty much and left in the dust. So there's no way to really figure out how to run these weird distances. It's trash. It's stupid. And it throws everybody off. No, it's garbage. Okay, okay, no. I agree with the whole when you're getting longer distances about how you pace yourself in terms of what speed you're using at what times in those races. Mm-hmm. Like, I hear you on that, but I'm thinking about these sprints because to me, it's nope. on the outside looking at, it's just run as fast as you no, can for it's as not. long as you can. It's not because a 300 is completely different than a 60. It's a hundred meters more. I mean, so just run 300 faster is a hundred meters more than I, a 60. I, I, no, I'm just, I'm just saying I'm thinking 200 meters to 300. Meters. No, Kyle, that's like saying to a wedding cake baker, how would you bake this steak? A, you wouldn't. You would grill it or do something else. But it's, that's exactly that how it is. That makes no sense. No, it makes perfect sense. No, it's it, like... How about this? How about this? You would say that's like telling a cupcake baker to bake a cake. No. Yes, they can It's like do telling it, a cupcake a, baker to bake a, a pie. You, we're not going to agree on analogies. My <laughs> point in this is, on the outside looking in, someone like me who's not well-versed in track and field would just say, well... It's just 100 meters more. I got it. Faster. I got it. I got does it. That, does it make sense now? No, I got it. How, how you'll understand it. Okay. How about you're a basketball player. Okay. You're a significantly good basketball player. Well, you know, I play the ball a little bit. So it's a ball. We all agree that it's a ball. Okay. What if I tell you to go out and play volleyball and be good at it? It's a ball. But again, <laughs> but again, it's the same event, just longer distance. Anyway, I, no. I, I know I'm being ignorant here. But same I'm sport. Trying- just a different ball. My, you know, my contri- contribution to this show is an outsider's perspective of track and field. I'm just trying to help you see it. From I appreciate our eyes. it, and I can't understand. I can't. I'm not a good teacher at all. That's not one of my spiritual gifts. So, what, are, what is one of your spiritual? I gifts? I haven't figured that out yet. That's I'm hopeful that one day I'll learn. I'm still working on that one for you too. <laughs> all, right. all right, next. Enough of that tangent. Uh, for the men's 800 meter, we had Ryan Lee. With a time of 1 minute, 56.8 seconds for 29th out of 39. And going a little bit longer in distances for the men's 1,600 meter. Evan Rogers, Jack's younger brother, time of 4 minutes, 18.4 seconds for 36 out of 46. All right. Now to the field events. We had the men's 60 meter hurdles. We had Craig Clark with a time of 8.35 seconds and a 7th place finish out of 23 athletes followed by David Edmondson with a time of 8.77 seconds and a 20th place finish. So both improved from their UAB times. David improved significantly from a time of 9.14 to 8.77. And Craig Clark, um, he improved by two one hundredths of a second. 
And this can tell you a little bit about the level of competition in this specific event as the difference from UAB to Vanderbilt here. Because, yes, he improved drastically with that time mm-hmm. for himself, but yet he still finished 20 out of 23rd. Not knocking him at all. It just shows you how stiff the competition was here at Vanderbilt That's in exactly this right. one event. I'm so proud of you that you figured that out. Well, like, look, see, look, I, I'm ignorant, but at the same time, I can learn a little bit over time. I'm proud. How do you feel about sand traps and cross country? I just love to talk about them oh, because, right. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the men's high jump, we have Dontavius Hill with a jump of 2.05 meters and a sixth place finish out of 10 athletes. And Jonathan Squadrito with a jump of 1.85 meters, actually exactly what he was able to yep. clear the last meet in a 10th place finish. I'm seeing that not obviously through all events here, but I'm seeing a trend of slightly less or, or longer times or less jumps or whatever, whatever their time or stat was in their event it's a little bit less than they were the last time i'm seeing that across the board here just as a not For a collective field events well, yeah. just as a, as a lot of them are showing up except that, way. that we're about to get into pole vault and well, we know that's, that's not the case. why i said that now you see what i, I set mm-hmm. us up hit us hit us with the pole vault I set the, the blocks up and knock them down that's oh what i do gosh. here all right let's move on to men's pole vault james corson we've already mentioned him with his pr 5.1 uh, meters there with a fourth place finish out of 12 and he did a lot better in this one than he did in the UAB but yeah UAB he cleared 4.7 meters four tenths of a meter higher mm-hmm. in this I think that was his reaction y'all have to go see it like I said it is on Twitter on the Auburn track and field page but it is so exciting and it just kind of hypes up everybody to watch him like that's how Jessica so gets her jollies in the morning she watches pole vaults I mean, that's not a bad way to start your day. <laughs> that's one way to start it, I guess. Some people do coffee. Jessica watches pole vaults in the morning. With coffee. With coffee. Uh, the men's long jump, David Edmondson, a, a jump of 6.43 meters, 21st out of 27 competitors. And his last one was 6.04. So another significant jump in this one. Yes. So moving on to men's triple jump, we had Khalil Hassan with a jump of 4.42 meters and an eighth place finish out of nine athletes. Again, last week he had 4.3 meters, so a tenth of a meter farther. That's pretty significant. The trend continues. It does. So, And then we had the men's shot put with Evan Blair and a shot, a throw, a something. A throw. Of 15.22 meters and a 15th place out of 18 athletes. And the last and final throwing event and event for us in this meet, Eric Ebel. With in the men's weight cost with a throw of 17.94 meters, seventh out of 18, and his last throw was 18.01 meters at UAB. So a little bit of drop. The trend didn't but last. But not for significant. Him. It's not significant. I mean, not a major drop, I should say. It's significant, but not something that he can't recover from. So looking at the men's throwing events here, we saw a lot of improvements, and yeah. any backslides we saw were not that significant. Not as, as well. much, correct. Not as much. So. I think that's a pretty good performance for the men's throwing event across the board. I agree. And so next week is kind of the big event. This is what I remember from last Every year indoor. Year we go to yeah. this. We've got the Bob Pollock meet in Clemson. In South Carolina. Clemson. Yeah. So I, mean, I feel like we go to the Bob Pollock invitational, always go somewhere else and, and then, then come, come back, back to, to Clemson. The Clemson. I think that's the case this year as well. It is. So that'll be January twenty fourth and twenty fifth. So looking forward to talking about Auburn then. So Kyle who are you most excited to see at the Bob Pollock event? You know, I do love my throws. Yeah. But I'm starting to get on the James Corson. No, 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 that was 
I knew it. I knew I was going to no, take it from no, you. No, you have to, you no, can't. You no. asked me first. No, it's my show. I can pick it. James Corson is my pick in the pole Crap. vault because I think he's raring to do something really big there. Well, I'm picking him too because I've literally been watching that video on repeat because again, it just hypes me up and it makes my heart so happy to watch somebody be that excited about something so good and something they've worked so hard for for many years. And we have followed James for years during this podcast. So proud of him and proud that he is the fruits of his labor are coming to fruition. How about this? I'll give you one more. Okay, hit me. The other Ignatius. Ooh. Now hope. look, she's she's new to this. She's the first time competing for us in indoor track and field. Right. So I, I'm not saying that she's going to go out and win a medal or even PR next but time. But we don't know. But I'm excited to watch the progression because if she is even half as good as her brother is, that means she is incredible. And I'm sure that she is. I fully agree. So in the interim, while you're waiting for next week, if people want to talk to you about Hope or James, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at TigerEye24. And you can find me on Twitter at JessicaLoomisRN. I actually figured out my Twitter password, so now I don't feel guilty saying that anymore. (laughs) So thanks, y'all. War Eagle. Have a great week. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?